0: There is a relationship between magic and routine that I think is one of the like deepest levels of practice for any of us in the biggest tent way possible and I and like I'm including spiritual practitioners of all stripes here the, the, like, the basic reason any of us hang out online together at all to talk about something, spirituality, like something about routine is deeply implicated. And something that has always drawn me to your practice is the level of preparation and planning that you do for your practice because it, because it has so many timing uh, needs. And there is also a, I don't, I, want, I wouldn't say universal, but there is a pervasive um, struggle with routine in uh, the, the world of practitioners that we're in. And I wonder about that often. As someone who doesn't struggle that much with routine, I wonder about how people with such different relationships to time and planning, et cetera, and ritual uh, than I have end up in sort of the same places and practices as I have, as I I do uh, when I have time. Uh, And I'm not putting this on you uh, by saying like you have trouble with this, but I do notice that you often are straining against the requirements of your very technically intensive timing in your ritual practice. And so I want to know about how you came to have a practice that requires such timing and precision and what that's like for you on a day-to-day basis.
1: You are so right that it feels like a struggle, but I think the reason it feels like a struggle is one of the reasons that we Do all of this for whatever definition of all of this we've got. For me, this is taking my life back and giving it back to myself. And that is way, way harder than it sounds on paper. And that's where so much of the strain comes from. Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. me, it is endlessly, permanently weird that I wound up being an astrological magician. Mm -hmm. I was never an astrology guy. Mm To be honest, I dislike it. I feel <laughs> very constrained by this. I, I feel like I am a little krill wiggling along in an ocean of other people's knowledge. And this was never the plan. Mm-hmm. But what I find is that all of this tends to always be surprising when it's real. mm mm-hmm. I mean, I have some theories as to why the planets became so central to me. Mm -hmm. You can't appropriate the moon. The planets belong to everyone. If you are washing along in a fundamentally broken culture and all of the bridges behind you are burned, then the planets are there waiting for you. But the relationship to time i love how it organizes my day around what's important to me around my heart not about my day job not about the opening and closing times of the walmart neighborhood market but around something that is just for the eternal and what I love about astrological time is that it breaks the routine of your day. It breaks the planning away from the, the ticking calendar, the calendar of the machine, the calendar of pay your taxes on April the 14th. But it is so hard. It's, it's the, feeling, the feeling I have, and perhaps this is the reason that I became a practitioner of fucking magic. Mm-hmm is that I am out of control, um, that I'm, I'm spinning uh, like a nightmare that I have. One of, the, one of the primary nightmare forms that happens to me when I have a nightmare is being in a car, and the car is not responding to my commands. And being in the world feels a lot like that. Maybe that's why I have that dream. It is a lot of hurry up and wait, though, mm. and when you have an electional moment four weeks away, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, or even if you're just waiting for the right planetary day and hour and you've missed it this week, I have the the worry that... I'm using the timing as an excuse not to do magic, which is my favorite thing to not do. I love to not do the things that I most want to do in the world. And so I can, I can see the, you know... I can see someone who looks at me uncharitably saying, you know, it's awfully convenient that there's only one hour in the whole week where you can do this thing that you say you want to do so very badly because until then, well, you don't really have to do anything at all. But you know what? That guy can go stuff it because what I found is that everything else fills the spaces between Mm. I don't actually do a lot of magicy magic. When my wand comes out, it is typically specifically for the purpose of creating an object. I find that, and I am so blessed, so shockingly blessed to be able to say this, I find that most of my needs are met. The ones that aren't met, I know how to address in ways that are easier than. Uh, Than warping reality. And the ones that I can't easily address are often things I don't actually need. And to an extent, and I really try to reel this back, but to an extent, I think that one of the reasons that's true is because of all of the day to day structuring alignment practices that I do instead of waving a wand around i was thinking about this um yesterday that most of what i do the huge bulk of what i do is a question of becoming more jupiterian becoming more venusian becoming more in line with my with my nature the things that that delight me naturally and then conversely really working to figure out the things that don't come naturally i have a a relationship with saturn that consistently surprises me surprises me because i'm not saturnian mm-hmm. especially at least not not the better qualities of saturn i can get pretty dark mm-hmm. but that comes from the stuff between those electional moments and from that structuring pattern of the week the planetary days and nights are probably the biggest support to my mental health that has ever been present in my life in it. And that sounds silly. It sounds silly to say that hmm, noticing what planet each day is ruled by and what night, what each night is ruled by has made me a happier and healthier person. It is stupid that magic and spiritual practice should work that way. and And yet here it does, because... There's this, this sucking void of meaning for those of us who are in not just post lineage spirituality, but post-everything civilization. <laughs> and, you know, I am so grateful for that little calendar of movable feasts, of being excited for Thursdays because I get to wear blue and hang out with my buddy. <laughs> That's, at the same time, something that really speaks to what is deeply, deeply broken about my country today, but also something that I think is profoundly ancient. It's weird how it's both of those things at the same time. The magic for me is that in between waving wands and making beautiful things, I have this life that has its own almost centrifugal force as though from its own motions it's keeping me in place in a way that otherwise i would be skittering around the bottom of the bucket like a ball bearing you know but instead because i've set my life into motion around this this cycle of 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 my friends the gas giants (laughs) the car feels a little bit more controlled
0: speaking as a Capricorn rising, Saturnian mm-hmm. person. I feel like you are Saturnian in the positive sense. From
1: a Saturnine person, that is a huge compliment.
0: And what I mean by that is is that this structure, the the the, the you you just described, how structure gives you life. I think that I think that I, I know a lot of people who say I am not Saturnian. And what they mean is I struggle with structure. Yeah. And maybe that's what you meant. Is that what you meant?
1: That is certainly true. I would love to exhibit my Capricorn moon a little bit more strongly. Mm. I would love to be more punctual, more effortlessly able to do the things that my my spirit knows I want to do. But... I don't know i i feel my benefic rulerships very strongly Mm -hmm. i am very concerned with with comfort and ease and beautiful things Mm -hmm. austerity is not even spiritually appealing to me Uh, when i when i imagine the the ideal spiritual life for someone with my disposition um I don't think I want to be in a monastery I want to be in a god king's temple palace that's that's much more my my hmm. but you know that's not all that's not even always true not telling stories about myself is something that I am trying to work on to let hmm. what actually happens and what I actually do be the real narrative to such an extent as a narrative is needed wow.
0: Well, that's kind of Saturnian too. I'm afraid to say (laughs) reality, you know, uh, but the, but, but of course it all, it's all narrative, right? Like Saturn, Saturn is also the force of cyclicality and repetition. And that is what gives narrative its resonance and structure.
1: Uh that's true. And you know, what I love more than almost anything else is repetition.
0: Mm. Uh Uh-huh. That gets to something I wanted to talk about, make sure to talk about with you, which (laughs) is chant and and mantra practice, which is something I have a complicated relationship with.
1: Oh, what complicated for you?
0: Well, I I come from the Jewish tradition, which has 25,000 words a day to chant. And for periods of my life, I did those chants and they took over my brain. Um, So like I, I, I have had, I've had a, I've had an off and on relationship with chant of putting it down and picking it back up again. And, you know, there's almost a sort of repetition to my like sort of meta level practice of, of, of trying things on and then doing the opposite of them. But the uh, you know, the, the, the Buddhist traditions in which I've been initiated have also sort of broken me of the more traumatic relationship with chant that I've have had from, for ancestral reasons um, by explicitly embracing like nonsense syllables. Like this is actually how the, japanese zen tradition works like you do know what the texts mean but their transliteration japanese transliterations of chinese transliterations of sanskrit and like you know it's it's not it's supposed to sound weird and funny and that that actually has really helped me with the practice a lot just pairing it down to repetition of sounds for its own sake um but you are a composer of chants and of, of hymns and of, of spells. And, and I, I know that you concentrate on the musicality of every syllable of it. Uh, and I, I know because I know because I read them and they are powerfully affecting and Thank and you. I want to, I want to I wanna hear how that, um, Tell, just tell me, about, tell me about Chant and Repetition and where, where it fits in. Because we've talked about other forms of structure to your practice, but we haven't talked about this yet. like Where, where does the music of the voice and the word come into it?
1: You know, these are actually the same topic, as uh-huh. it turns out. Good. In the Fantastic. same way that every Wednesday night being solar for so long has changed the, the whole tenor of my life. My most woo opinion is that language itself is an animating power in the world and that therefore when you say anything i sound a little bit like like a theosophist now Mm -hmm. you are at least for a moment manifesting a being around you Terrifying if you apply that to literally everything you say and think. But for me, a mantra is a being, a being that has a profoundly intense concentration of a particular planetary spirit around it, but a being in and of itself. And so for me, the notion of Transforming myself, ideally perfectly for a time, transforming myself into a, a kind of node in the nature of things that, that, is, that is generating a mantra, that I am a little engine for, for making this language, spirit, planet, critter happen and happen and happen. To me, that's, that's very beautiful. That, that gives me motivation when my legs are cramping and I'm thinking about teapots I want to buy. That's how I draw myself back to the words itself. It also seems to be the case that by repeating something, repeating anything for you specifically, that seems to add something to the words themselves. And this is not groundbreaking. I think that a lot of chaos magic operates on this idea. this It's not new, but it's becoming more and more real to me. The idea that every time I say an Orphic hymn, for me at least, that being is more powerful when I say it. It's starting to feel different at this point in my practice. The same hymns that I've been saying every time I light my little dupe in a way that it, that wasn't true before which makes me hesitant to move away from some of them to things that that i haven't repeated as many times with so much comfort and familiarity and i don't know if that's because i am making reality more real or if sort of in the same way that you might receive the initiation of a mantra simply by saying it so many times even if you don't have a guru um if if the hymn is waking up to me or I to it or if I'm just becoming in ways that I can't explain better better at being that node that creates for a moment that point in time and resonance and I mean literal resonance in the body in a in a way that's become a puzzle for me trying to connect the the simple vibration of my chest cavity with the idea that i am also radiating something out into the world that that they're not the same but they're related and for me the great mystery that i'm trying to unpick for myself i know in my heart that you can use that vibration of the mantra i don't mean in a new age way i mean literally the way it feels in your body if 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 i can figure out how to use that to cause change if i can connect that to magical outcome i will have figured out the magical purpose of this lifetime if i can join the resonance of chance with with healing, helping, and blessing. Right now, at least, with a pretty high degree of confidence, I feel like that's what I'm here for.